This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right. Fine, I'll talk about Winterhouse. I I was hesitant, and I think I figured out why I was hesitant. A few reasons. I was sick of talking about Craig, and I did not want to talk about Kyle and Amanda because I was like, I can't, I don't, I can't, because I'm gonna have to talk about the one Summerhouse. It's just this is the problem with being on TV too much. It's like I can't dissect you people this much. Um, but I also think the reason was I was burnt out. Um, when Winterhouse aired, Southern Charm had just finished, or I think Southern Charm maybe had like one more reunion part left. And I was still doing Beverly Hills. And I think Atlanta had just finished. Potomac was starting. I was, it was Potomac, Salt Lake City, Beverly Hills, Southern Charm. I could not take on Winter House. And in my head, I'm like, if I can't start from the beginning and do all of the episodes, I can't do it at all. That kind of gets like OCD like that. And I think that was all of those factors. But I've had a lot of you guys request that I discuss my thoughts. So then my guilt took over because I'm like, I need to give my people what they want. And so I did. I made a very long post on Instagram. So if you if if you're not on Instagram, I'm sorry, but it is on Instagram because it's like a 10 carousel post with all of my th- I'm so long-winded. This is why I started a podcast. This I was like I I can't keep doing these posts. They take forever. You have to screen record the clip and then you got to edit it and then you have to add a caption and make it look according to my like aesthetic. And then you got to post. And it just takes forever. So I'm going to cover in this recap episodes three and four. Light recap. Not my usual like detailed, detailed one. But it'll be light. And it will get into my thoughts. I say that now and it's going to be like an hour. Full hour. Pot. I'm like half an hour tops. But I can't shut up. You know me. You know me. <sighs> okay. Before I get into that, though, guys, you know what I'm going to say? 
Can you please, please leave me a very sexy five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast? It doesn't have to be sexy. Actually, yeah, make it sexy. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens when I put that call to action out there. Let's see what you come up with. Make it, make it hot and steamy. Make it appropriate. Well, I don't know. Let's see what happens. I. It's really annoying that I can't reply to reviews on Apple Podcasts because some are really funny. Some are also fucked up. Okay. All right. Let me shout out my VIP queens. Bad bitches to the left. Shelly. Hey, girl. Hey. I'm going to do this kind of fast because I, I, I do need to get through this because I also have a bonus episode for you guys to record later today. Lissy, Jess, Taylor, Rita, Parker, Andrea, Valeska, Sarah, Jasmine, Stephanie, Molly, Majid, Abigail, Grace, Kelly, Margot, Amelia, Should and Should, Kristen, Lulua, Ashley, and Adam. I love you guys. I mean it. And the bonus episode is coming to you first. It's going to be about the Carol and Bethany fallout. And I just looked at the time. I was like, fuck, I got to do that right after this. So let's get into this Winter House light recap. The devil's on my shoulder. Okay, here we go. Episode three. This is post Luke leaving the house, Craig making a very big deal out of the whole thing. Again, he did not. I, I said this before on when I recapped Salt Lake City, I talked about Winter House before I went into the recap. So if you didn't hear that, I will let you know my thoughts on it. Jess was uncomfortable. Yes. Craig has such a radar for Luke that he was more mad at Luke than he was at, than he was caring for Jess. Because if he was caring for Jess, he would have gotten Jess out of there. He would have been like, hey, Jess, come downstairs. We're going to hang out downstairs and pulled her out of there. Instead, he made her more uncomfortable, got angry, screamed, you're making her uncomfortable. So in no way was he looking out for her best interests. Okay. But now the next morning, he's got a stand in it. He also, by the way, was really mad that Luke touched Paige. And Morgan P. Talks on both TikTok and Instagram. She has a really cute podcast, too. She's literally adorable. Um, she had a, an interesting theory that there was either either there was an, a blind item that came out or it actually was an article with a quote, but there was something about Luke and Paige. Something, 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 something. And so Craig may be a little bit jealous of that dynamic. It's possible. So Craig is like, if Luke ever talks, touches you, or I think he said talks to you again, I'm going to kill him. So we also have like, at one point, Rachel's like, I'm not really a ski snowboarder person, and I hate cold weather. I'm like, well, what the hell are you doing on this show? This is just the only show that would take you. Interesting choice. I also, like, I am not, like, Sierra, okay. Also, let's point out, too, that 
remember on Southern Charm, we got Austin and Olivia's POV of Sierra. Sierra was not on camera. Sierra was just like the guy or the the hookup Austin had that derailed Olivia and Austin. But now Sierra's, excuse me, Sierra's like, I have moved on from Austin. They hooked up in November, which was in Charleston. Paige does mention like he kind of has a girlfriend, I think. And I mean, this is just deadly. This is just. There is no way that see you can feel it. You can feel it from Sierra as the words are coming out of her mouth and she's saying that she's moved on. You're, you can feel that she doesn't mean that. The girls have a nice powwow with um, Jess about the Luke thing. Very sincere and and they are there for her. And they really get what she's saying, which is, you know, you can tell a guy that you're into him. But just because Jess said she was into Luke, she then told him, I don't want to kiss you when they were in the hot tub. Just because you tell someone you're interested in them. Doesn't then, which is what happens with men, doesn't mean you're inviting them to immediately get physical. And this is actually, I remember feeling this way. It's been so long since I've flirted with a guy. But this is where it's intimidating to show interest in someone because it feels like unwanted attention will come your way almost immediately. Like instantly you'll be like, oh my God, okay, now I'm going to have to like fend them off. And there, there was a lot of merit to her saying, and to Paige agreeing, it's like you, you're not allowed to change your mind. Once you say you're interested, then you have to allow them to sort of come into your physical orbit. And Luke put his hand on her leg when she was sitting on the couch. She did not reciprocate at all. Then when he was rubbing her shoulders... He he didn't rub her shoulders, by the way. He he like groped all the way like over her body and it wasn't giving her a massage. You know what I mean? Giving someone a massage is giving them a shoulder rub. He was not intending to make her relax or anything like that, you know? So it was sexual and it was but Luke is that way. That's how Luke is. And Luke assumed that that's the vibe she was putting out. If Craig hadn't reacted the way he did, Jess could have had a conversation with him the next day and it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. The bummer is I don't know how she would have handled it. If she had handled it like you violated me, then I don't know because she could have gotten up. You know what I mean? Like if that had been me, I would have gotten up and because I would have been like, all right, all right. Okay. 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 Stop. But she was uncomfortable, but she's also like, I'm not loving Jess. She's her, her energy and her vibe is a little, I'm just not loving it now that I've seen more of it, but I don't want to judge how she handled it because Craig made a very big deal out of it that created a very big conversation around it. And she dropped it pretty quickly and she let Luke off the hook and then she let everyone know Luke and I are cool. I'm going to play hockey with them. See, we're cool. So I, I kind of don't, I want to let her, 
I want to let that slide. I want to assume she would have just been like, hey, not not feeling it. And he would have been like, okay, cool. I just want to assume that's what would have happened. Okay. So moving on, moving on, moving on from that. But the girls have a cute powwow. Okay. So I give the girls have this moment with her where she feels pretty protected and comforted by them. Right. I like how supportive Kyle is of Luke because, you know, Kyle is like, Luke is not a bad guy. Like we've not had, we don't have problems with Luke. Like Kyle's been Luke's co-star on the show, on this show for a while. Craig is just mad about this fucking fireworks situation where Luke scolded him and was like, you can't light fireworks by my boat, asshole. Austin's over it. Austin's, like, Austin also was told not to light the fireworks. Why are you so mad at him? Jesus, Craig. So Kyle is very much like, it's all good. Luke, but see, okay, here's the thing. Luke is clearly not a bad guy because Luke is open to taking in the feedback. Like, clearly producers were talking to him, letting him know what the conversation is. And he's like, okay, look, I will take, I'm happy to look at this. If I need to look at this, I will look at it. And that proves that he's not a big creep predator, right? Because a creep predator would do what Michael Darby did, which is when he was accused of that, he turned it around on everybody. Okay. And when they're pack, when they're because the guys went like snowboarding and the girls stayed back. And so the guys are like packing up and getting ready to leave. And Kyle tells the guys, now, mind you, Craig has been like a big force in the house. And so the other guys that are there are Corey and Jason and Jason's to me. And I'm bummed about this because he's so hot and so cute. And I loved him last season. He's coming off really try hard. Like he just wants to get, he wants this show and this success to work this time. So Craig has been so intense that I feel like he is just latching on to Craig really hard. And he's going with this like, yeah, Luke was out of line kind of thing. But Kyle is like, hey, I talked to Luke and Luke is willing to come back and own up to his part and talk to whoever, talk to the girls, like talk to everybody. And Craig, Craig goes out of his way to be like you just can't make people feel uncomfortable you can't do that and i feel like jason doesn't quite know he's like hold on wait kyle's also kind of like the alpha or the leader because you know based on the way bravo works right so he's like all right cool yeah as long as he knows that and so we're just gonna head back and Corey also doesn't know what to do. Corey's like, so who, what do we, Corey has no idea what really happened. Corey was sleeping, right? Yeah, Corey was sleeping when it happened. So Craig absolutely expected this to be Luke's nail in the nail in Luke's coffin. He really did. He, he did not see Kyle coming out and siding with him. Kyle wasn't there either. Kyle even was like, I wasn't there, but I heard it was super intense. And what does Craig say? Craig's like, yeah, I wish I hadn't yelled at him like that. I hadn't been so mean, but you can't make people uncomfortable. 
Craig also absolutely leaked this to the I assumed because it was so obviously Craig that leaked it that I assumed we all knew that happened. But then one of my sources was like, Craig did leak it. And I was like, oh, did we not all know that? I thought we knew that. It just was so obvious it was Craig. And then even Luke, when he went on Watch What Happens Live, was like, I'm going to I can't say for sure, but Craig took a picture with me and someone else and posted it. And we're not supposed to post things when we're filming because it was all like the casting is super secretive. And so I just thought that was interesting. So it was. All right. Austin arrives. And oh, my God, haven't you been that person? Like Sierra's like, I can I can be cool, but she doesn't end up being cool at all. She's like starts fixing her hair. If I knew it's like I just wish she had been actively doing something else. Like I wish she because she knew Austin was coming. I wish she'd like, I don't know. I wish she'd been doing something cool. I don't know what. But Austin is openly they have dinner the first time the first night he's there and he's just openly talking about Olivia. Ooh, yikes. And it's pretty brutal because Sierra, you know, from the last we saw Austin, Sierra was just the chick he hooked up with that ruined him and Olivia for a minute. So it's awkward. I feel bad for Sierra because she it's like he really does not give a shit about her there's no way around it and it's not his fault that he doesn't because you can't help it but she cares about him a lot why do they do this speed dating thing i don't want i hate to talk shit about producers because you know I'm not there and I don't know what I don't know what it's like to produce a show. It seems like a lot of work and it's especially this house. Can they get a bigger house? Like what the fuck? Why are they in this tiny little house? I feel so bad for the cameramen. This must be so hard for them to film in. There's so many of them and the house is so tiny and it's all up and down. There's all these levels like get them a big sprawling house next time. The budget must not be big, but it's like they want them to live in hell. But it's like, just get these guys liquored up and let them hang out. I feel like that you'll get enough content that way. Do they really need to go around and do this awkward dating? I don't even think we really got that much interesting meat and content from it. Um, as I'm looking through my notes here, let me see what I even have. Okay, so here's what I got. Here's what my notes are from speed dating. I'm getting insincere vibes from Jason, which I know that's in reference to uh, Rachel's telling a story and the way he's listening. It's like, he's like, yeah, look at me listening to you. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening because you're going to be the girl I hook up with because no one else is going to hook up with me, I don't think. I'm like, yeah, damn it. Did you, were you like this last season? Austin, though, as soon as he gets to Sierra, this motherfucker turns on the charm holy shit he turns on the charm the way he he can't help it he just has that like face he just has that little face that like he just the way he looks at her it's 
it's rough. It's like, oh shit, she's screwed. She's so screwed. By the way, if you hear um, yelling in the back, you may not hear it, but my sister is watching the football game, <laughs> the Rams game. She gets passionate. And so that that's what I got. Like Austin and Sierra have an interaction, which they were going to have anyway. So this, I don't need a speed date for this. And uh, Corey tells, Corey tells a, in, a very smart, intriguing story to entice Jess. This fucker is good. And he talks about how one of the craziest stories about, you know, craziest sex stories is some guy wanted him to fuck his wife and he made her squirt. Brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got. This all this could have happened outside of speed dating. It might have just maybe maybe it was just easier for them to get the content that way. Like maybe the maybe they're like, this will just be because they probably have the hardest time capturing content. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're like, we can't get it because of this house. This house makes it hard. Because this house is so fucking small. Uh Sierra did hide that card though that said, When's the last time you had sex? And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to know that either. I if I if I was still digmatized by some guy and he had a new girlfriend, I don't need to know when the last time is that he had sex. Jess keeps calling Corey Craig. And I don't know if that's because she secretly likes Craig or if it's just because they have C names. Corey, Craig, Corey, Craig. I don't know. But the next day when... Paige is on her Zoom call and then Craig like makes a joke like I like a miniskirt and the way she looks up at him that look she gives him. Okay, so in the kitchen later, Corey makes a joke like, ooh, how did your meeting go that you had to have in the middle of the house? And Craig's like, yeah, that was stupid. Or someone said, one of the two says it like that. And Paige goes, fuck you guys. And and uh, the way she, I don't know what, she says something else to Craig. And she's like, the cor- oh, that's what she said. She goes, she goes, the correct answer is, or the correct response is, how did it go? And you see Craig's face just change. And this is the difference between Naomi and Paige. You see, because... Naomi had a whine to her. When she got mad at Craig, she'd be like, why'd you do that? Oh, you should have done it like this. That was the that was the tone. Paige just lets him know, no. No. Don't. And it scares him. Because he gets scared and switches to, oh, you, you should design clothes for men so that I can wear my wear your clothes. And she, she, he goes, he goes, oh, sorry, how did it go? And then she pauses for a second and goes, it went really well. And then he's like, you should make clothes for me so I can wear them. She goes, yeah, you need an exorcism for your clothing. Girl, get him, get him. I loved it. I was like, got it, got it. She can, she can keep him in check for the way he treats her. It's not going to help, obviously, like the surrounding stuff and like the way that like 
he handles everyone else and how she has to emotionally stuff her feelings down about that. You know, she said she was attracted to the fact that he is so messy. That, like, intrigued her. That was her thing. She's like, I've always been with the guy that's, like, kind of even keeled and perfect and easygoing, and that was boring. And so this guy is not that, and that's interesting to me. So, you know, she's getting a taste of what it's like. I mean, they're still together, so here we go. Okay, Luke, when he comes back to the house, uh, the the way this was handled, again, it's hard for me to read if this would have been handled like this had Craig not exploded and dealt with it the way he did. Jess is obviously very defensive because she says, she, you know, she's like, I'm going to say some things. And then Luke's like, yeah, and then I hope I can say some things after. And she's like, no. And she's like, I'm going to say what I'm going to say and you're not going to. I think that's because she doesn't want because it's, you know, we often are told basically, we're often, we say how we feel and then it's explained away. Let's put it that way. And so she's like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Let me fucking say my piece. I don't want to hear your explanation for why I'm wrong. And Luke handles it pretty well. And so to me, I thought, well done. So I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. I don't know if people are out there thinking Luke is some big creep and he's gross and should never have done what he did. But I, I'm in a solid. I'm going to stand in my truth. Um, I think that uh, he is pretty solid, and proven that he's not a big old creep. So well done, Luke. I would say well done, Jess. Uh, but. Again, I can't tell how she would have handled this. Well done, Jess. I'll give her that. Well done, Jess. How about that? I, I, I just don't really like Jess. And I'm a little, there's something about her that's throwing me off. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But well done. She, or she, she handled, she, she did good. And she's, okay, well done, Jess. I just don't love her, okay? Sorry, I'm having a hard time giving her props. All right, so Paige's initial talk with Amanda. This is in episode three. They, the, everyone, every, yeah, everyone. Everyone does that workout thing at that uh, Corey's friend's bar. And then they like drink afterwards, but Amanda and Paige stay back. I can't help but feel that Paige is a little afraid to admit how she's really feeling <clears throat> about Craig. Because she kind of knows that she used to drag Kyle so she's got to be a little afraid to fully admit how she's feeling about it all. You know what I mean? Like, she's got to be a little worried about that because she's, Paige isn't great at really any level of vulnerability. She's got to be so controlled and perfect. And so she'd have to really admit to, like, I was hard on Kyle, and now I know what it's like to have a guy that's like this. She can barely say it now. But anyway, over at the bar event, I'm sorry, I'm I'm done skirting around this. Craig is a fucking asshole. Jess, Austin's like, hey, Jess, you talked to Luke, how'd it go? And she's like, really well. And Austin's like, great, you can tell Austin wants it resolved. And then Austin's like, Craig, are you going to talk to Luke? And he's like, uh, I'd rather not. And Jess, Jess, the one who he was protecting, is like, I think it'd be great if you did. 
And he's like, uh, I'd rather seriously not. And uh, all right. I mean, if he acts right, he's just a dick. Like, fuck Craig. Oh, my God. <clears throat> it's like he's all the things he says everyone else is to him. He's all of those things now. So I, whatever. And then Craig does apologize. He puts on this jersey and he's like, this jersey is a symbol of our friendship. And he does. It's not even an apology. I shouldn't even call it an apology. Uh, he do, he walks over. He doesn't even make eye contact. He looks like in some weird direction, not even towards Luke over here. He's like, it was a big blow up. But in my perfect world, I hope we can still be Craig and Luke. You have been talking about how much you hate Luke. So you hate Luke. So who's what's Craig and Luke? What's that mean? What are you talking about? And Luke's like, yeah, we've talked about how we're we've both were bullied. So it feels like, wow, you're bullying me. Craig doesn't look at him when he's talking. It's like, I don't want to say much. I feel like less is more. Um, I think there's a lot of fun to be had here. So Luke's like, fine. I'm going to let it go because I don't want to ruin this entire filming trip. We're all here to hopefully have a good time. And if I don't let it go, it'll never get resolved. And there's no point in fighting with Craig because you're a sociopath. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now, mind you, Craig will soon go run and leak to the... He doesn't just leak that something happened. He leaks that Luke, like, sexually violated someone. Like, it was an accusation. It was a potentially very dangerous and harmful accusation. I feel like I'm getting sick and I hate putting that out there, but I, it's like, it's ever since I woke up today and I just traveled. So now I'm like hyper aware of it. Ugh. Oh no. Oh no. You heard it here first. Hopefully, hopefully this is just in my head. Okay. Moving on. Austin comes out in this Pope outfit. I know I'm like the only one that thinks he's funny, but I like, his i know literally i was i think it's ig pollsters for the that account on on instagram or bravo pollsters no one gave a shit about austin's pope outfit everyone hated austin being back and i'm i literally was crying laughing he looked so ridiculous but he's doing so well in my opinion with the repenting and then he gets to sierra and i was like no don't do that. 
He's like, it's like first he starts at first he's like, Amanda, sorry about that. I'm like, good job, Paige. Sorry about that. I'm like, good job. He's like, Sierra. I'm like, no, no. Well, first he <laughs> first he goes to Craig, and Craig's like, just skip me. Bad. Uh, all right, so now we're in episode four, and they're still going around the table. And it's Craig's turn to repent. And he's like, I want to apologize to Luke, my buddy, for making making him feel sad. And then Paige is like, what about me? And he's like, you're welcome for being your boyfriend. Yeah. He can't muster up an apology for anything or re- a repent for anything. Um, what? I mean, I guess... He's like, what really would I say sorry for? Um, what's funny is like, we don't know, but like Paige seems to know something, but we're like, Ooh, what is it? He's like, he starts to say, he's like, in the beginning of our relationship, we, we pushed each other. Is that what he says? She's like, she had something in mind. I'm realizing that now. I'm like, Ooh, what did you have in mind? Miss Paige. What would you like him to say sorry for? So they finish that up, but Austin fucking pulls Sierra aside. And I'm like, what do you need to talk to her about? But I guess they haven't even really talked since freaking Charleston. Like, you haven't? This is the time you're going to talk? What? And she's like, I have still, have, I have a lot of feelings for you. And then she starts, she starts to cry. She's like, you're a good person. And I want people to see that. And oh my God. And then they hug. She's like, give me a hug. And she goes, stop being self-destructive. And he goes, okay, message received. And I'm like, he's not being self-destructive. He's got a girlfriend. What are you telling her, Austin? It's like in her mind, she thinks that if he's not with her, he's being self-destructive. I think. I think that's what it is. I also think it's good lip service for men. Men do this a lot where when they break up with someone or they say they don't want to be with someone, they're like, I'm just, you know, going through this thing where I'm like just self-destructing and I'm just like, you know, I can't be with anyone like right now. And I think it's just like blah, blah, blah. I think that's just like, a line men feed you. I think. So. I, this is awkward because then she, he did not mention Olivia, by the way, he did not mention that. But then because then Sierra goes and tells Paige, she's like, I just told him like, show who you really are. Like show the people who you really are. But Paige can tell Paige is like, I think we should just not talk to Austin a lot. Like, just, you know, be your Sierra self and, like, don't talk to him too much. I'm like, good advice. Please don't. You need to shut him out. Because, like, as she's like, he's just a good person, blah, blah, blah. They show him at the same time, like, pissing out the door. Which I'm like, okay, that's irrelevant. But... You know, I I get why people don't like Austin, um, but just because he doesn't like Sierra doesn't mean he's a bad guy. That's not fair to him. 
Uh, okay, the next morning, Paige and Craig are in bed, and he's like, "Oh my god, have you not have you not gotten sick of me yet?" And she's like, "No," but then she has this self awareness that she's like, "I wouldn't in this moment ruin it and tell him that yes, he's actually gotten on my nerves because I'm hoping that like things can just stay okay and I can just keep stuffing down my feelings." And it's like this level of self awareness that I'm like, "Okay, does this make you okay?" But this makes her, this gives her this interesting, like this is, the problem is she's just good in confessionals. But I also understand not wanting to upset Craig in this moment. Like, are we not going to get a good Craig fight? A good Paige Craig fight? Like, you know, but I understand her not wanting to do that. I don't, it's like, are we going to get a reunion out of this? Are they going to discuss what it was like for them to watch this back? Because if it's just going to be the confessionals and we're going to see them acting like they're totally fine in public, that's going to get old. I would, I mean, we have more of the episode or more of the show to see, but I'm so torn on how I feel about this, how this is handled. Because it's like, I like the self-awareness and she knows she's stuffing it down, but, you know. Like, would it have been a more interesting scene if she was like, yeah, actually. No, I think it's the scene works. I like it, actually. I like the beats because she goes, no. And then they get to flash to the montage of her being like, Craig's annoying. Craig's annoying. Craig's annoying. And then her confessional. OK, yeah, no, I like it. That's final answer. And then, guys, the Tom's arrival. I think universally across the board, we can agree that we needed this. I did a poll a while ago now asking who was the more toxic, the, the more toxic men. And I know that because Vanderpump Rules has jacks, we say, a lot of people said Vanderpump Rules, but I still stand by that I think Southern Charm has the more toxic men. They're just dark. So the Tom's arriving was like, oh my God. I it's just different they were just they were so bright and it just it showed that like they they just looked rich somehow like the two of them just looked like money but Jess okay so Tom Schwartz walks in and he goes oh my god I thought you were Lindsay I don't have my glasses on why is this bitch so offended by that okay I would be flattered if someone walked in and said, I thought you were Lindsay Hubbard, I'd be like, oh, my God, thank you. So as a form of revenge, it's got to be. She's like, whose friends are you? Who, who are you friends with here? Are you fucking kidding me? Bitch. Don't act like you don't know who these people are. Don't act like you don't know this is reality TV royalty. Without them, you would be nowhere. Excuse you? Oh, and now see, this is why I was like, I'm having a hard time giving Jessany praise because she had the nerve. She had the fucking nerve. Mm-mm. But the house is trashed and the Toms love it. And OK, so right away, Austin's like, just letting you guys know, we're going to play these Arctic games. And Sandoval just rolls up his sleeves and goes, so should I get a buzz on or and he's like, let's do it. And I mean, like, right away, dude, they're playing guitar. They are just, they showed up knowing 
the assignment. They play the Arctic Games. And once again, I didn't know Paige was this kind of... This girl slides down face first into a table, gets up, wins the game. Later, playing they're not playing another game, and Craig falls, hits his knee on a rock, and is like, Oh, I'm hurt. I'm out. I'm not going to play anymore. Ruins it for everybody. And everyone's like, this fucking pussy. And in again, in the confessional, Paige is like, um, I went face first into a table and won the game. And Craig hits his little knee on a rock and game's over. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to... F- when Sandoval takes it upon himself to plunge the sink and he's like, you know, if I start cleaning, other people will clean. And Craig and Paige just sit there. I mean, granted, it could have been editing, but it, I doubt it was. And Sierra, Amanda, and Jess are like, let's just get a cleaning person tomorrow. I'm like, okay. I mean, I could never, ever exist in this house. This is my nightmare. My, I would be like hiding in my room with the door lock. This is the most like my introverted self would just be in hell. Schwartz though, living in, I'm still optimistic about my marriage phase, which we know now he's fine. So whatever. The guy's doing naked snow angels, then getting into the hot tub. And then the Tom saying, we have a pact to never see each other's dicks. And Kyle and Austin are like, we just saw each other's dicks last night. You know, I don't have enough straight guy friends to tell you if that is normal. I just don't. Uh, Rachel and Jess, they they have a little powwow in Jess's room and talk about how they're having a tough time getting in with the girls because they're so close and that it's easier with the guys, but it was easy with the girls in the beginning, but now it's gotten a little harder, which I thought is an interesting take. But then Jess's confessional happens. And she says, I always get along better with guys than girls. Red flag, always red flag to me. And it's because the girls are intimidated by me. Oh, are they? These gorgeous women who have beautiful bodies wake up stunning. They're intimidated by you. Okay. 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 Yeah, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Got it. Okay. Sure. Real scared. Yeah. And, uh, Then she says, I attract the men with my sex appeal. So you're not getting, you're not becoming friends with these guys. You're attracting them. That's different. Fuck are you talking about? But Jess points out Paige specifically, and she thinks it's because she keeps calling Craig or calling Corey Craig. She's like, I am not at all attracted to Craig. Please. Ew, you couldn't pay me. Which I'm like, "Mm, something tells me maybe you are attracted to Craig. 
And they have dinner that night and Craig is like irritable with Sierra and they kind of pick at each other. And in Paige's confessional, she's like, Craig is wearing on me. Ooh. She's like, I'm trying to keep it all in and not add to the stress that he's bringing to the house. Girl. I'm like, okay, honey. They go out to a bar and Kyle and Schwartz are talking about like the state of their marriage and Kyle is in the honeymoon phase, but Schwartz doesn't want to admit that Katie has literally sat him down and formal. He says it formally asked me for a divorce and he start the way he grabs Kyle and he's like, don't be like me. Don't be like me. I was like, ooh, this is the kind of darkest moment I think we've ever gotten from Schwartz. Just that little moment there. I was like, fuck. That, okay, that's real. And then it's ruined by the guys being like, shots. The girls, though, find out that Jess is bisexual. And Rachel was like, I didn't know Jason was interested. And I'm I'm not surprised because Jason is kind of just giving her the attention that she he's see, I kind of feel like he's just giving that level of attention to anyone who will listen to him or talk to him rather. Okay. I want to take a beautiful moment here to acknowledge Sandoval is talking to Austin about his relationship status. And he's like, so like, are you free to hook up with other girls? And Austin goes, if I grow the balls, I'll ask her to marry me in two years. Okay. So Sandoval says, okay, so that tells me you're not going to hook up with other girls. If it makes you feel any better, neither am I. Sandoval and Ariana have one of the most solid relationships on Bravo TV. And Neri is there a engagement pressure situation? When are you getting married? When are you having babies? There's no societal norm put on that relationship at all. And not for one second did I think, oh my God, is Tom going to cheat on Ariana? Not once. And what was Austin's response to, are you going to hook up with other girls? In two years, I'll ask her to marry me. Well, who fucking cares about two years from now? Are you going to cheat on her right now in this situation here? Do you? Do you uh, and this is why I stan Ariana. You know, they get so much hell. Like every reunion. When are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? Do you see this? A functioning, healthy relationship that I have the utmost confidence in. Not a marriage in sight. Which just proves that it doesn't make you more committed. It doesn't. So, I loved it. It was beautiful. Ugh, loved it. All right, so... Back at the house, at one point, Rachel, Rachel looks at Jason and goes, do you like me? I can't tell. And Jason goes, is that a real question? I like you. And Rachel goes, okay, now what? Fucking Craig is dancing in the kitchen at one point, and he's using the pepper grinder just like on the floor. Why? 
Rachel kisses Jason and then she goes to bed and he's I swear the way he just like keeps looking I'm like that is okay you're being extra it's like not that big a deal she kissed you like you told her you liked her like stop it Corey and Jess on the couch this motherfucker knows what he is doing she goes I think we should wait to fuck which I'm just like you're annoying like that wasn't the move okay you don't tell someone like you don't have game okay you don't do that I think we should wait to fuck you just don't fuck idiot so then he has then because then he can go I don't want to fuck and she's like what you don't want to fuck me right now She's like, why are you so difficult? He's like, I'm always difficult. And then he, and he, so he's like, uh, I know this game. All right. He's like, I didn't invent it, but I watch, I have cousins and sisters. Like he knows what he's doing. This is the cutest thing ever. As Schwartz is going to sleep and Sandoval is like going to sleep in the same bed with him. He goes, I can put a movie on this. And I think it's like his laptop. And Schwartz goes, Ninja Turtles. Like, they're literally going to watch a movie together. (laughs) It's so cute. Because I would need that. Like, I would need... (laughs) I can't. I love it so much. And even even Luke is like, you guys. Like, the purity. I love it. Austin. uh, Okay, in the morning. Austin calls Olivia. Okay, look. I need Olivia to drop this little judgy, bitchy shit she's got going on. You've got the guy calling you. She's clearly pissed he even went to do Winter House. And she picks up. He's like, Olivia. And obviously his voice is like all destroyed. But he's already got like a raspy voice. So I can only imagine what it's like when he's been screaming over like bar noises and stuff. So she's like, what? And he goes, what's wrong? She goes, nothing. I just woke up. And then she goes, what'd you do last night? And he's like, we went to a bar. She's like, shocker. Okay, bitch. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) This is Austin. This is what I said when I was covering Southern Charm. What do you like about Austin? Okay. What is it you like? He likes to go out and drink and have fun. That's about it. He has made, what else does this guy like to do? Do you know? I don't know. I don't. What does he what does he post about on Instagram? Does he like does he have a bunch of other hobbies? This guy likes to go out and drink. Okay. So can you drop the bitchy, judgy act already? She doesn't want him to do anything. Just wants him to be by her side. I swear to God. All right. So they go snowboarding, but Craig doesn't use Paige's board that she got for him. And you guys, the look on her face. I I love her. She's just ooh, loved it. Loved it, loved it. Then when they are snowboarding, Paige tells Amanda what's she's like. She's finally broken. She's like, I cannot deal with this. She starts crying, and Amanda asks if they're getting in fights about the fights that he's getting in with other people, and she says. Paige says yes, but there's no footage of that. But then she starts crying and she's like, she's like, I just can't. She's like, everybody, then everybody hates him and then hates me. And I'm just too sensitive. And I was like, ooh, girl. 
But the next week is very interesting, you see, because we've got Austin telling Sierra that he's inviting Olivia. And I'm like, God, this perspective is just so interesting because we had Olivia broken up over the fact that he slept with Sierra. And now it's Sierra broken up that Olivia's his girlfriend. And Paige finds out that Jess has been saying that she feels left out. And I don't know if 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 Jess is going to say straight up <clears throat> the term mean girls because it I they I obviously we haven't seen the whole thing it's just edited. But she's going to say she feels like she's in high school and she like doesn't fit in. And Paige is going to get pissed and she's going to be like you want to see a mean girl? I'll show you a fucking mean girl. I truly think that the reason she's so pissed off about this is because she just accused Lindsay of this very thing last season at the reunion of Summer House. And it is bad timing. It's bad timing that she's got Craig being Craig after she dragged Kyle so hard last season. And to have... But it's all, it's not just Jess though. Rachel also said it. I wouldn't give a shit if it was just Jess. Not I wouldn't give a shit, but you know, it wouldn't have as much merit. But Rachel did also say the same thing. And yeah. Okay. So there's that. There's the Winter House thoughts. I feel like I'm getting sick, you guys. As I was, as literally as I was recording, I would stop and pause and be like, I'm feeling nasal congestion. I'm worried. I have shit to do this week. Okay. Well, pray for me. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm not, and I'm not really a hypochondriac kind of person, but I did not too long ago, well, a few months ago, I was so convinced I had COVID uh, that I, like isolate I self-isolated in the house I didn't want to get my sister sick I was like stay away and I went and got not just I didn't just do the at-home rapid test I went and got it I got got it I went and got the PCR test like to the you know the lab and it was negative and as soon as I got that negative test back I had no more symptoms so this could absolutely just be in my head Okay. So, okay. I do need to record the bonus episode now. So I'm going to wrap this up and I'll literally be right back here doing my Bethany Carroll analysis. So I love you. Mean it. See you soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.